Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is Friday, October 14th. Man, what a turnaround yesterday when we looked at the marketplace from a huge loss to a big gain. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there's a lot of things in this world that you and I just cannot control. But we can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design, where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of, making sure that you have the right amount of risk to match up with the amount of risk you can handle in your portfolio, especially if you're getting towards that retirement age. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. With that, we got Dave coming up next. Seven Light FM at Gold Philip Statler and said, Well, you got a good stock of Dramamine in because <laughs> yesterday it was useful. Let's check in on your money and see what's going on this morning on Wall Street. Philip is on the line from Statler Financial Services. Philip, you didn't tell me how many Dramamine did you have to take yesterday? It was uh it was quite the ride yesterday, Dave. Uh uh, like you, when I walked out of my little radio studio here, I thought, man, it's going to be a terrible day to the downside. And the next thing I look about lunchtime, I think, what in the world is going on? Because it's going gangbusters to the green. Um, it, it, it got absolutely silly. We ended up with the Dow up 828 points yesterday. S&P was up 93. NASDAQ was up by 232. And that's not half the change that we actually had because the Dow was off on the futures when you and I talked by like 500 points. We had like a 5.5% swing on the indexes from their lows all the way up to the top. And uh, I, I was reading through last night, and I couldn't find an analyst that could give me a rational reason why it happened. Well, here's what I looked at. I was looking at um, the, the different indexes to try to figure out at what point in time uh, did we see the, the reversal. And mm -hmm. everyone, well, I'm not sure about the NASDAQ. I didn't see that one. But, but the S&P 500 and the Dow 30 both hit a 52-week low yesterday, interday trading. And so what I think happened yesterday was when we hit that 52-week low, the uh, computer traders, the analogs, came in and said, okay, bye, bye, bye. And they started buying up um, the index at that point, which then threw everybody in a tizzy. So everybody started buying. Um, that's uh, one of those things. When the computer starts, then everybody starts tagging along with it. It was about the only rational reason that I can think of for the change, because the inflation numbers from yesterday were uh, profoundly bad and pretty much guaranteed the Fed will be looking at a three-quarter of a percent increase. And I was saying yesterday morning, looking at some of those numbers, might even put 1% on the table as far as an interest rate increase, which is exactly what the equity markets don't want to see. Uh, and we, we responded to it right at the release of the inflation numbers by just falling like a rock. And then just all of a sudden, once the markets opened up at 9.30, uh, some, something or somebody said bye. And uh, since it really looked like something had flipped the switch, I think I tend to concur that we were looking at computer program trades but, boy, did everybody climb on the bandwagon. I mean, I haven't seen a positive 828-point day on the Dow since, well, God was a child, it seems. 
Well, it was. And, and I look back at the chart and that happened about 10, between 10 and 1030 yesterday morning. Uh, we kind of bottomed out off of the open. And then uh, we saw a reversal at that point. And of course, it, you know, it, it, the, the S&P 500 took a couple other little bounces down and, and tested that low and then bounced back up as we did the Dow. So so I think that it was uh, it was a good bounce off of that that low. The question is, can we keep that going? Is that low? Is that 52 week low? Is that the you know, the, the floor? Nobody really knows, but obviously it, it was yesterday. And that actually is something that you and I have been talking about for some time during this uh, this bear market trend. After the original bump down, they climbed back up. We had a few people saying, well, the bar market's over and all of that crap, Ola. And you and I have been saying all along, no, the math indicates that they're going to test the low at least one more time. And uh, we tested it, and boy, we bounced off of it like a trampoline, didn't we? We, we did. And as we continue to get more... Um, good news is bad news type stuff. We may test it again, Dave. I mean, there's still a lot of economic news that's got to come out. We still have, uh, I was reading Beyond Meats, they're laying off people again. So we're still going to see these big companies that are going to start to contract their labor staff because they're trying to cut costs. And so mm-hmm. we've still got a ride to go. And it doesn't mean we won't test them and, and maybe even break through them. That may not actually be the floor yet. Absolutely. We don't know. And uh, once again, though, but you talk about Beyond Meat again, good news is bad news, but bad news can be good news, too, because everybody knows the Fed is watching things like those layoffs. And if they see them happening, it might indicate that it's time to take a break on the interest rate bumps as well, because it looks like they're focusing more on employment than they are on the inflation rate right now. Yep, that, that would be true. We'll have to see what uh, what, what happens. But I think we got three quarters baked in for sure on uh, uh, it's a sp- yeah. suspect you're probably right on that, just off the inflation figures alone. Earnings season beginning in earnest, one tidbit that doesn't relate to earnings, but this is kind of earth-shaking. Kroger announced a deal to buy Albertsons this morning, which kind of made me sit back on my haunches. Yeah, I saw that this morning, that uh, that was the deal, that uh, Albertsons is the fourth largest, I think they said, grocery chain. Kroger is the second largest. And so that, uh, I mean, I don't know, if you add those two together, does that mean they're going to be the biggest? Um, I, sus- yeah. I suspect when you buy number two and number four together, and all of a sudden that's got to be bigger than big number one, which is who? Walmart, I assume. Walmart, yep, Walmart. Yep. At the very least, they'll be head-to-head competitive with the big boy on the block anyway. We've been promising this all dang week. Earnings season starts in earnest with the financial pictures. And uh, looking at my list of earnings reports that are due out this morning, I'll just bet you, Nickel, you got a whole bunch of big banks reporting this morning. We do have some big banks. I want to start off with Citigroup because it's not on my normal tip sheet, so I had to get mm-hmm. a dig a little bit for it. But they uh, – they're, they reported a 25% decline in their third quarter, third quarter profits, though mm. revenue, revenue beat expectations. Now, they, um, they, they earned like $1.63 a share. And um, the report I'm reading, they said it's really unclear uh, as to whether that was comparable to the estimates or not. They, they haven't been able to hash through everything to uh, take things out, put things back in to see if it really is. Uh, comparable, but but right now, Citi's trading up about three quarters of a percent. I was going to say they were the one of the big banks that I'm not seeing on my top winners and losers list this morning. So I figured something odd had happened there. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So then we had uh, we had the likes of, uh, well, you know, Albertsons. That, they didn't report earnings, but they, they're getting bought out by by, uh, uh-huh. by Kroger. So, But we had J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan, uh, they beat on top and bottom line for the third quarter, boosted by higher net interest income that they were able to earn, offset by some lower deal-making revenue that they lost um, because of everything that's going on in the marketplace. So we got J.B. Morgan trading up one and three quarters percent after closing up yesterday, five and a half. So uh, a pretty good two day run for them. Offhand, I'd say Jamie Diamond's pretty happy with that. I, I would think so. Wells Fargo reported as well. Um, they, they were helped by higher interest rates as well. Now, they did say they've taken a pretty good size hit um, for a couple of things. One, they had some litigation charges. Uh, they've also, I think, increased their um, loan loss reserves for credit card losses um, the, in anticipation of what's going to happen in this fourth quarter and in 2023. Um, but they're still trading up about 1.6%. The one loser we do have out of the group is going to be Morgan Stanley. Uh, yeah, one of Morgan, my losers on my big loser yep, list this morning. Yep. I'm not shocked. So two cents shy of their estimate. They came in at $1.47. Uh, they really, their, their trading revenue was down 14%. Now their fixed income revenue made up for some of that, but obviously not enough to make up for all of it. So uh, definitely they are uh, trying to navigate uh, some difficult and uncertain environment right now. And they're trading down almost 3% this morning, Dave. Wowzers. Hey, the other one I have, I, oh, I do have one, sorry, more. one more. I have okay. one more because this was not a bank. It's United Healthcare. They they always come out about the same time as everybody else. Um, they beat on top and bottom line as well for the third quarter. Um, they were helped out by lower cost for COVID related testing and treatment. So uh, that means that kind of shows that that area is slowing down. Yeah, they're up one point two percent on that news. Cool. That's also good news for all of us if we're not testing for COVID as much and there aren't as many problems. So I'll take that bit of news as well, won't you? I absolutely will. Absolutely will. Hey, remind me on Monday. I know we don't have time today, but remind me on Monday. I got a whole list of different inflation numbers I think are very interesting. I will want to hear that. We'll do that on Monday. So call that a pre-tease in my line of work. <laughs> Resetting the table. Big update yesterday at what we after what we expected to be a big down day. One of those shocks that makes you really wonder about life. How are we doing 45 minutes early this morning, Philip? Hey, David, it all comes down to volatility and risk, right? And risk creates the volatility. That's why we developed the core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. All right, you got modest green ink on all the major markets around the United States at the moment. Equities might actually have a green day today. Philip, be be well, and we'll talk to you on Monday, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us this week and every day. I hope you have a great weekend. Remember, hey, Monday, we're going to talk about one of the key things is inflation what areas of inflation are getting hitting the most? What what target areas? We're going to talk about that on Monday. Join us then. Have a great weekend. Until then.